Welcome back. This is John Sadak. While you were away, we had a mound visit, and it looks like they might be making a change. Yep, yep, they're going to the lefty in the bullpen. It's Southpaw Sizzle. Here comes Stephen Offenbaker. Welcome in to the Lefty in the Bullpen. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker. Uh, the Lefty in the Bullpen is brought to you by the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am so excited for you guys to get to hear uh, from our guest today. Uh, I've been telling you, Jeff has been telling you that the Reds minor league system is just chalk full of talent there are so many guys from top to bottom that are just incredible baseball players and are really great at what they do uh, MLB pipeline put out a new set of rankings today and as a matter of fact our guest today is one of the top 100 players in all of minor league baseball right now I am so excited to welcome in to the show the one and only Matt McLean from the Chattanooga lookouts and Matt I'm going to throw a first question at you just right out of the gate uh, that number 76 prospect ranking the rankings themselves is that something that you pay attention to are you aware of what the rankings are and uh like yeah, you just see it it's, i don't really care um it's cool but at the end of the day it's how you play today and then how you play the next day and how you continue to get better um each and every day the rankings will be the rankings no matter what that's kind of more for not for me it's more for the fans um but i do i do see those because they're sent to me and see them on my timeline and stuff like that the reds made a ton of moves uh, going all the way back into the offseason. And at the trade deadline, they brought in a lot of guys. And they brought in a lot of middle infield guys. And you just so happen to be one of those middle infield guys. What does that do for you as a player? Is that motivating? Is that distressing? Uh, how, do you, how do you receive that kind of information when you see the transactions news and see guys that play middle infield coming in? Um. You know, it, it's motivating more than anything, you know, because they're, you know, we got a bunch of really good players and uh, a lot of them play middle infield like I do. Um, so it's motivating, you know, it's just, you just got to get better. It's kind of like college, you show up, you know, there's a guy, junior, senior who plays the position you play, you got to get better. Um, so I've been doing it my whole life. You know, I, I came in in high school, there was a, a guy playing shortstop uh, over me for two years. I played second, then I, then I moved to short. In college, I played center my freshman year and then moved to short after that. Um, so it's kind of like that. Um, you know, it's a little different because there's different levels now and they're not at the same levels um, that I am. But in general, um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of middle infielders, but it is motivating in it. And it's fun. It's better than having uh, nobody there. Right. So let's, let's talk about your position, middle infielder, just a, a quick glance over at your baseball reference page. You know, they call you shortstop center field and second baseman. If I were to ask you, you know, Matt, what position do you play? What, what's your answer to that? Uh, shortstop. <laughs> so I like, short, I don't know how like closely shortstop. you like shortstop. I don't know how closely you follow the big league club, but you know, Kyle farmer, everyday shortstop this season and you know a decision was made to move him off of short put him at third base to try out some guys and we won't get into the guys but just Kyle's reaction was kind of initially you know I think basically he said it was you know this sucks you know I, I like shortstop I want to play shortstop 
if you are asked to move, and, and this is more of a hypothetical in that what's in the impact of moving? Uh, does it take away from your ability to focus on hitting? Does it, does it make things harder for you? Is it, cause you've moved around a little bit just when the yeah. team has a need. Um, no, um, I would say like, I'm not going to change my game. I'm still the same player uh, on both sides of the ball, no matter what I do uh, or what position I play. If I move second, you know, I'm not going to like, I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm going to be the same player. I'm going to play uh, good defense. I'm going to make the routine plays, make some good plays, um, be in the right spots at the right times, uh, do the little things right, um, and ultimately just try and get outs for uh, my team and the pitchers. Um, that, that's about it. No matter where I play, it's, that's my mindset. When you look at uh, something you said, and it's funny because uh, – we recorded our daily episode uh, just before this interview, and I was talking with my co-host Jeff Carr, and we were talking about that, you know, the the rankings and and the number of middle infielders through the system. And I said something very similar to what you just said a second ago, and that's how the prospects that are all at those similar positions are staggered throughout the system right now. And looking at where you're positioned at this moment in time, I see a window for you. I mean, my time will always be now. Like, my time is always going to be while I'm playing. Um, I don't I don't really care what other guys do um, with respect. They're my teammates and they're my organization, but I don't really care what other guys do. Um, um, my time is now, like, today while I'm playing. Um, I, the window, the window hold thing, I don't really look at that stuff because I can't control it. You know, I, I'm going to go play my, my brand of baseball um, as hard as I can. Uh, for as long as I can and whatever happens, happens. And I know when I do that, good things happen. So I just need to focus on me playing uh, good baseball for my team, helping us win, and the rest will take care of itself. Well, I think good things have been happening for you. Just a, a quick check of your 77 games in Chattanooga this season, just talking slash line alone, uh, 230 354, 449. Uh, you know, there was talk that, you know, you may have gotten off to a bit of a slow start, but I've seen some pretty highly placed uh, executives within the Reds amateur development uh, talking a, a lot about you over the last several weeks. In fact, uh, I'm not sure if it was Pinder or another one of the execs said that the Reds made a conscious decision this season to push you to really challenge you and that their opinion is and their, their uh, review of what you've done is that you've risen to that occasion and you've really uh, seized upon that opportunity to establish yourself and perform well, even though they were challenging you and pushing you. Do you feel like things have moved along? Do you feel like you were being pushed and challenged? Uh, what's been your take on your season? Um. It's been good so far. It could be better um, for sure. But I feel like I've grown as a baseball player. I've learned the game in a whole different way. Um, like when I made the jump from high school to college, you know, it's a completely different game. I struggled that first year. Uh, from college to double A is a jump too. Um, so I'm, I, I've learned the game and I'm continuing to learn the game at this level. Uh, they, there's certain things that they do that they didn't do at the level before. It's like little things like that. But um, yeah, I feel like it's going good. Um, I, I was hurt for a month, um, which is frustrating. But uh, I got back, and I'm back now, which is what's important is I'm playing now. If I ask you to describe your game, how would you describe your game? 
Uh, I'm a competitor and I'm a winner um, over everything else. I'm going out there to win the game. I don't care if it's uh, instructs. I'm going to try and help my team win. Um, I like to hit the ball hard. Um, line drives. Homers, I don't try and hit homers. They'll come if I hit the ball hard consistently. Um, and on defense, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make the routine play and make a couple cool plays, uh, hopefully. And uh, on the bases, steal. I, I'm really learning um, to steal more bases. I didn't steal that much in college. Um, and here I've been kind of given the green light, which is nice. Um, so I get to experiment. Um, and honestly, I need to run more than I have uh, take off. I need to get thrown out a little bit more and, and test the test the waters a little bit. If you had to pick one area of focus that you want to, to work on the most, you want to, to elevate some part of your game, what would be the area of your game that you want to work on and elevate the most? Um, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, all of them, but to be honest, I want to hit the ball harder, more consistently. Um, I, I like hitting the most, like, I don't know. I just love hitting. Uh, it's fun. Um, I need to spray the ball a little more and just continue to hit it hard on the barrel. Um, Cause when that happens, good things happen. You get more homers, you get on base more, they kick the ball, you know, more opportunities to score, more opportunities to drive guys in. Um, but yeah, I'd say that. Playing now at the double a level, uh, the pitching gets better. The talent gets better. Uh, there's all these guys around you that are also trying to elevate their games and move up we hear a lot about analytics and the numbers in the game. Where are you on that spectrum? Are you more of an old school baseball guy? Are you more of an analytics guy? Are you somewhere in the middle? How do you utilize those tools that are available to you? Yeah. Uh, in scouting reports, they're really beneficial. I don't go too in depth on them, but um, you know, the movement on pitches, I'd like to see some of that. You know, if there's a, if there's a, certain trend like i don't know oh oh he's throwing his fastball like 75 percent of the time you know maybe take a quick glance at that but then you know once you look at it you got to get back into competitive mode and forget about all that because if you're thinking in the box oh i saw one one he threw his slider 65 percent of the time like you're just gonna mess yourself up but i do like that stuff um but at the end of the day yeah i'm, I'm old school uh see it hit it keep it simple um, but it is good to look at that stuff. Um, you know, line drive rate, fly ball rate, ground ball rate. I've been shown that stuff and I think it's good, you know, when there's a time, there's a time and place for it. And it's not every day, not every week, but you know, after maybe a month or two of playing, Hey, this is what you've done the last month or two. Um, and then kind of think, you know, maybe why is that? And then forget about it and go be old school and go play and hit the ball hard, have fun and win. What would you be looking at if you were asked to review this season and decide whether or not it was successful for you? Uh, whether or not I got better. Um, and it's not really numbers why it's kind of just me. Like, did I get better myself? And I'm the only one that can truly know that. Um, and to this point, I feel like I have, but at the same time, you know, we, there's still, uh, I don't know how many 30 games, um, and if you let those go to waste, you're just going to be put behind. 
Um, so I got to continue to show up every day, get a little bit better in the aspects that I want to and uh, have fun and play better. <laughs> well, you know, I, I told you off air before we started that one of my major goals in talking with uh, the talent down in the minor leagues is to give Reds fans, our listeners, an opportunity to get to know guys before they ever reach Cincinnati. You know, players that, you know, we believe we're going to be seeing in Cincinnati uh, and and allow for a little bit of exposure and, and let yeah. folks get to know you a little bit. So let's, let's go down that path for just a few minutes. You know, how did yeah. you, how did you get started? What was your baseball journey? Like, were you a little league kid? Were you a travel ball kid? How, how, what did that look like? Yeah. Um, so I got, I got two brothers. We all, we all grew up uh, playing the same sports uh, baseball, baseball season. Uh, baseball was pretty much year round because we did play travel. Um, football was in football season. We played football. Um, I played up until I was a sophomore and, uh, we played other sports. I played lacrosse in middle school, just kind of whatever we could play a little bit of golf. Um, but baseball, yeah, I started in little league, um, Tustin Eastern little league, um, grew up, uh, playing with a lot of the guys that I went to elementary school with. So we were all best friends, had a travel team, um, of kind of the best guys in that league. Um, and we were called the Diamond Devils. And, you know, that's kind of where my love for baseball started was in Little League with my friends and with the Diamond Devils because it was, it was honestly just a bunch of friends uh, playing baseball. And we happened to be pretty good at it. Um, Win a couple of tournaments, uh, which was fun. But I always had fun playing baseball. That's, that's kind of what I always bring it back to is, you know, playing hard and having fun because that's what uh, our coach, Coach Polly, uh, he made it about. And my dad, he makes it about that. So, it, um and then from there, played in high school. Um, I was on varsity for four years and then played at UCLA. And then now I'm obviously with the Reds. But, yeah, that's that's kind of where it all started was Tustin Eastern Little League and the uh, Diamond Devils. So you, you, you talked about your dad there for a second. Uh, was he one of your coaches growing up? Did, did he yeah, coach yeah. your teams? He never coached the travel teams, but he always coached the Little League teams. And uh, he made it fun and he made it hard on us. But it, it was there was no pressure. Um, I think that's where I get it from is like, you know, I'm always about, you know, controlling what you can control, which is your effort and your attitude. He always taught us that. Um, so it was never about winning. It was always about, you know, playing hard and having fun because at the end of the day, it was Little League. He's not one of those Little League dads that wants to win every game. So, you know, it's easier than it's ever been to follow the minor leagues and minor league games and, and watch the yeah. games on, you know, minor league baseball TV and, and things like that. So does, does he watch and check in? Do you guys talk about the games? What's, what's his role nowadays? Yeah, he, he just watches it because, you know, they're, they're uh, Pacific time. So and my, my middle brother just got drafted by the Dodgers. So now he's keeping up with both of us. But uh, as my game ends, his game kind of starts. Um, I know he watches it sometimes at work and then, but for the most part, uh, I know my mom watches a lot of the games. I think he checks the box scores or listens to it. He has it on the side and he'll listen to it. Um, but I know he knows what I do every night, um, whether he's watching it or he sees the box score, depending on what he has, uh, he's busy. Does he, uh, does he, is he just a, a dad in the moment and, you know, good job, keep it up kind of thing? Or are, are you still getting, are you still getting tips from the old little league coach about, about <laughs> anything in the game? No, no, he knows not to do that. <laughs> That's great. All right. So, so you're doing the little league and the travel ball, you move into high school, obviously, uh, 
playing for UCLA, the, the scouts and the, and the recruiters started coming around. At what point in this thing did you realize there's going to be an opportunity here to continue to play this game and move forward? Uh, as soon as I, uh, as soon as I committed to UCLA, I knew there was going to be an opportunity to, you know, continue to play, but the whole pro ball thing, um, really late in my senior year in high school, like, uh, I, I didn't, the whole draft thing, I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, and it ended up happening. Um, and then I wanted to go to UCLA, but yeah, pro ball, I didn't know that would happen until, you know, I knew I would have a shot if I went to UCLA or when I, I knew I was going to UCLA, but when I went there and I, I played well and then, you know, continue to play in pro ball, hopefully. Um, but it really popped up on me late senior year in high school. What was that process, that draft process like, uh, when you're, you're, so you're in college, obviously the pro scouts are looking at you. What kind of interaction do you get ahead of time? Did you, did you know, who was looking at picking you? Did you have a good idea of how it was going to play out when the draft actually occurred? Uh, kind of walk me through that. Uh, no, I really didn't. So, um, you know, you meet with the, I think I met with 30 teams, uh, over winter break and it was, it was, uh, still COVID. So you couldn't do in person. So it was zoom like this. And most meetings were anywhere from, there was a cap on them at like 20 minutes most of them went over a little bit, but it was from 15 to like 30 minutes. Most of the meetings. So it was nice. So I could do like three or four a day. I limited it to like three or four a day. Um, and then after that, you kind of don't hear from them too much because I just kind of referred everything through uh, my agency. Cause you know, I, I wanted to win for UCLA and like, I don't want to be distracted. That's why we did it over winter break. All the guys that were in the draft class that year did it over winter break. And then after that, you know, it's kind of back to UCLA and helping our team win. So when I kind of got, if they text me, I would kind of like, they're all cool. Um, all the scouts are really cool. And they're really understanding that I have a goal to win for UCLA. And they understood that, which I appreciate. And then I would, if they wanted something or if they needed a question, they would uh, go through some of the coaches at UCLA or uh, my agency. So you get drafted and you report. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that surprised you about pro ball? Was there anything that you weren't ready for or you were surprised at how it operated? You know, was the grind different than you thought it was going to be? Tell me a little bit about that introduction to professional baseball. Um, Definitely the one thing that has uh, gotten me a little bit was uh, the grind in the Chattanooga humidity because I had never been in humidity (laughs) before. I'm a, I'm a SoCal guy, beach guy, uh, you know, went to college near the beach and the humidity just absolutely kills me sometimes. Uh, I'm not, I'm getting used to it now, but, uh, about a month ago we were playing Biloxi and it was like a hundred all week. And I was like, Holy smokes. Like, this is brutal. And they're like, you you know, you still got to get your work in. You can't, you can't slack. And I knew that, um, that's the only thing, the grind. I, I, I got a good feel for it because uh, guys at UCLA would come back in the off season, you know, they would talk. I'd be like, Hey, how you doing? Like they were my teammates the year before they got drafted. They just got sent out. I'd be like, how's it going? You know, ask questions like that. So I got a, I got, I had a good feel going into it, what it was going to be like, but uh, no one mentored 
mentioned uh, how uh, how hot it is down here sometimes and how humid. Well, I would love to tell you that uh, it gets way better in Louisville, but uh, Louisville <laughs> is is humid, and Great American Ballpark in the summertime is humid as well. So yeah. there's probably not going to be any relief for you for a long time as far as the <laughs> humidity goes. Hey, I, I'm fine with it. So now that you're now that you're advancing through the system and there's this this just batch of raw talent, the Reds, you know, they've they've had their struggles and they've changed directions a few times in the way that they have uh, at least publicly presented their plan for getting better. And it uh-huh. looks like it looks like that plan now uh, has been more of a Tampa model, bring in a ton of talent, get all of that talent up, be young, be quick, be athletic. And, and look to, to win some games that way. And you definitely fit that mold. Do you see baseball moving in a direction? And I, and I keep coming back to this, this position thing because there's just so much raw talent up the middle right now. Do you see baseball moving to a point where there becomes a lack of a primary guy at a primary position and it's just all of these athletes as super utilities moving all over the place? Uh, no. I see more opportunities for super utility guys. Um, I don't think about stuff like this much, so I'm kind of thinking of it on the, on the run. Sure. I see, uh, like, there's certain positions where you need a guy to be really good defensively at that position and that position only. Um, like, for example, first base, catcher. Um, but, you know, uh, I mean, shortstop's one of those positions, too. Like, you can't necessarily – take a full-time second baseman and move him to shortstop, but you can take a full-time shortstop and move him around the field. Um, so yes and no, there, there's more opportunities for super utility guys, I think, um, in the future. And I mean, obviously in today's game, you see it more than any, anything. Like guys like Chris Taylor, like he can play anywhere and he does really good at it. Um, but yeah, um, I don't see it necessarily being all over the field, but more opportunities at different positions. Um, but you got to be an athlete to do it. So, right. It's it's interesting. Uh, Barry Larkin and Eric Davis were on the broadcast during the Philly series talking about this very thing. And it uh, turns out Eric Davis was a shortstop when he was 18 years old, and they moved him to the oh, outfield. Really? And and basically they were talking about the fact that just exactly what you just said, which is if you can play shortstop you can pretty much play anywhere on the field because you're yeah, just so sure. athletic and so talented. So, uh, you know, I think that's very uh, reassuring and reinforcing to the point that they were making on the broadcast the other night. I know that I'm, I'm fast running out of time here with you, and I have a favorite question that I love to ask guys when I get them yeah. here. And you're like, oh, no, what's coming? But this is a good yeah. one. Um, it's a very easy one. Uh, you know, as you begin to do more and more media, you're going to get hit with lots and lots of questions. And a lot of time the questions – end up being the same when you've done it enough. But one of the questions that I like to ask is what are things about you that you would like people to know? What are things about Matt McLean that you wish interviewees would ask you uh, during the course of a conversation? Oh, that's pretty good. Um, I don't think I've been asked that. Um, I like when people ask about uh, like my family because I got two brothers who also play baseball uh, and my parents. I don't know. I, I like talking about them and my dog, uh, Reggie. Okay. Well, let's hit all those things real quick and then I'll get you out of here. Let's start with the okay. dog. Tell me about the pup. Uh, I think he's 10 now. He's Reggie. He's a black lab. 
he's he's exactly like uh, me and my brothers if we were a dog. He's funny. Uh, he's hyper, uh, and he's a beast. <laughs> now, have you taught him any baseball tricks? Will he fetch the bat no, no, or go? No, he's, no. he's uh he's not smart, just like us too. <laughs> All right, let's hit let's hit on these brothers. So you mentioned you had one just drafted by the Dodgers. Uh, so yes. let's talk let's talk about him for a little bit. Let's talk let's talk about them all. He is in uh, the California League with Rancho Cucamonga. Um, he just started. I don't know. I, I guess he probably played ten games. Um, he's playing shortstop over there. He's doing pretty good, um, and he's excited to be out there playing. He's only playing an hour away from home, so my parents go to a lot of those games actually. And what's his name? Sean. Sean. All right, and you have another brother? Yeah, and then Nick. He just transferred from UCLA to Arizona State. He'll be a sophomore there, um, and he likes it, and uh, he's excited to go play. Um, but yeah, that's about it on him. He's not playing right now because they're not in the season. So that's uh, that's the Sun Devils, correct? Arizona yes, State. Yeah. It's, you yeah. talk about playing in some heat. Yeah, that's yeah, that's hot. All right, and then mom and dad. So you know, we talked a little bit about dad coaching. Uh, tell me a little bit about mom. Yeah, uh, mom. She played uh, softball and volleyball, and she's the most athletic in the family besides me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. She's the most athletic in the family, and uh, she's awesome. She can do anything with us. You know, she'll play catch with us out in the front yard um, or in the backyard, and. Uh, She's always there for us, uh, you know, while we're in different parts of the country because now none of us are at home. Uh, but, yeah, she's awesome. You know, it sounds like you have an incredibly talented, supportive family that, you know, you guys are just all out there chasing your dreams. And I think that uh, I think that's incredibly awesome. And I also think that it's a testament to your parents really helping you guys get to where you want to go and where you want to be in life. Yeah, thank you. They've given us a good platform and uh, – now it's our job now that we're off to uh, take it and run with it. All right. Well, he is Matt McLean. Listen, Matt, I, I really appreciate you letting me go over a little bit. You know, this has been a great conversation. You know, as we wrap here, I know you've got some games left out there in Chattanooga, hopefully, maybe, possibly in Louisville uh, sometime before this season's over, uh, if the Reds see fit to make that move. Uh, how has your experience been interacting with the fans throughout Reds country? Oh, it's been awesome. You know, they're, they're uh, out in Chattanooga. There's a lot of people um, that'll, you know, wait by the clubhouse. There's a little area and they're awesome. They're always very supportive, very nice. You know, I get messages on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Hey, good luck. Uh, great job tonight. You know, you did this, this. Uh, it's just awesome to see that. And I really appreciate the support from the Reds fans and uh, I hope it continues. Well, Matt, I can't, I can't thank you enough for being here and, you know, I've really enjoyed this conversation and I hope that as you continue to progress through this system, we can sit down again and catch up. But I have really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. All right. That is going to do it for today's episode of the lefty in the bullpen. I appreciate you all downloading and listening. Don't forget to click those subscribe buttons. Click the bell. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe. If you are in our audio feeds, we will have many, many more episodes like this coming throughout this season and well into the off season. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. I am Stephen Offenbaker, the lefty in the bullpen, and we will talk to you next time.